Welcome to the Mama Needs a Moment podcast. We're your hosts, Chrissy and Cindy, co-founders of Her Health Collective. We are two moms obsessed with revolutionizing the way moms take care of themselves. We are so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Survey results show that there is a gap between how mothers care for their family and how they care for themselves. Understanding how to best care for our own health and improving our health literacy is essential to living a long and healthy life and to modeling healthy behaviors for our children. Bonnie Hui Callahan is a pharmacist and mother of four. Her pharmacist experience ranges from retail pharmacy, managed care, pharmacy education, and health tech, where she currently works. In 2021, she co-founded The Clinician Leader, a digital course and coaching business aimed at empowering clinicians to tap into their leadership potential. Outside of her nine to five, Bonnie coaches pharmacists in resume writing, networking, interviewing, and negotiating. She resides in Orange County, California with her husband of 13 years, her three sons, and one daughter ages three to nine. In part one last week of our conversation with Bonnie, we explored ways to make healthy habits stick and had an important discussion on why hepatitis B is something you may want to ask about at your next doctor's visit. Today in part two of our conversation, we are covering the survey results that show a drastic gap in care for mothers how parents can make sure they are caught up on their health, Bonnie's insider tips for keeping up with all things healthcare related, and understanding what health literacy is and how we can use it to keep our family healthy. I will be the first to admit that I am the queen of not going to the doctor. I tend to be years behind on basic visits. I actually feel really guilty admitting this particularly since we talk all the time in the Her Health Collective community about moms taking the time to take care of themselves and make their doctor's appointments and do these things. My partner and I actually do not even have a general family doctor we go to. So I I think it might have been over a decade since we've been to just a, a general doctor. I do go to a gynecologist. Sometimes I'm behind on that, you know, the dentist, but I just basic doctor visits, we, we don't we don't even have one. I know that you have survey results that you had found that highlight how moms view the management of their family's health, particularly the gaps between how they handle their kids' health and their own. Can you share those results with us? I'm very interested in this. Yes, absolutely. So the survey looked at a thousand moms who had kids ages 10 or younger. Overall, what they found was that 72% of moms share that they don't always keep up with their own healthcare routine, staying up to date with their vaccines. So, you know, it's not uncommon for stories like yours, Chrissy, to say, okay, we we don't even know who to go to outside of Organa, who is our primary care physician, right? So you are not alone in that. Also say that in this, what the survey also found was 92% of moms said that they were confident that their kids were up to date on their vaccines. 64% of moms said they were less than completely confident that they themselves were up to date on their adult vaccinations, right? So again, this idea that, you know, as moms, we're always putting our kids first um, and that's okay. But I think again, it's, it's then, are we putting, how much are we putting attention to ourselves to make sure that we're okay? Because I don't know about you guys, but if you as the mom have ever been sick, right? So I got the stomach bug last year and it was just for 24 hours, right? It didn't seem like a long time, but oh my goodness, like my household just like fell apart, right? During the 24 hours and mom was in bed, mom was, you know, whatever, doing what you needed to do to get the virus out. In that amount of time, you just kind of, you know, you walk downstairs and it's like, 
what happened to my house. And so it's so important um, that as moms, we are still making sure that we are doing what we can to prevent sickness. And, you know, even if we do get sick, you know, making sure that our bodies are healthy enough to fight it quickly so that we can get back up and keep taking care of the household. That survey is, is a really good reminder for us of, yes, we as moms, it's important for us to kind of take care of, of ourselves um, amidst our kids as well. So you've mentioned water, you've mentioned movement, and you've mentioned being friends with your doctor. (laughs) Not not exactly, but using them. They're a resource that are available to you, having them on speed dial, actually going to them, noted, it's in my calendar. (laughs) What five things, we'll say five, what five things can parents do to make sure they're caught up on their health? Yes. I would say first and foremost, you set calendar alerts for yourself to set appointments or, you know, when it's time to get the vaccine to make sure that, you know, you actually go to the pharmacy and get it. I love using technology. So I use my, my phone, my reminders app to remind myself when I need to do what, do what I also use Siri on my Apple watch that gets fed into my reminders app, right? So making it as easy as possible for yourself to set reminders so that you're doing things to stay caught up with your health. Another is having your medical records on hand. And the other is having your medical record cards on hand. So one thing I have found really helpful is creating a photos album on your phone of all your medical cards, not just for yourself, but for your kids. And so this is really helpful. Actually, in the last week, my husband has been taking um, my kids to some of their medical appointments. And he's like, what are their medical record numbers? Or, you know, what, what are their ID numbers? And I'm, I, I just forward that photos album out to him. He has it, he stores it on his phone. And so he can have it wherever he goes. I have also found it really helpful because I'm always with my phone, but I don't always travel with like the physical cards. Right. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's just one, one step to again, lower the barrier um, for yourself to make it as easy as possible when it comes to doctor's appointments. And similarly, medical records, we talked about like, how do I know if I have the vaccine or have not had the vaccine. I know my medical provider, my healthcare system has an app that I can use to kind of search and reference medical records, medical visits for all my kids and myself that I can access on my phone as well. So it's, it's makes it a lot easier versus having to kind of go back to the folder of all the printed papers that I've had over the years, having it handy via app or using your phone as much as possible or technology to have all that medical information available for you and your family makes it a lot easier as well. And then using the same milestones um, that you keep for your kids' appointments for yourself, right? Like you mentioned the dentist, Chrissy, dentists every six months. So when you, when I call now to schedule a dentist appointment for one of my kids, I try to tack myself on because I'm there anyway. So it's like, okay, can, can you also schedule me in to make sure that I'm also getting the care that I need along with my kids' schedules? And then finally, I'll say, again, making sure you're caught up on your own adult vaccinations. I can't stress this part enough. Taking that time out, whether it's, you know, the summer, if there's, if there's a little bit more breathing room for you or setting a reminder out for you to at least think about it, just making sure that um, you yourself are caught up on your adult vaccinations. Thank you so much for that. I love the idea of having access to all those records digitally for both yourself and your child. That's brilliant. Noted. (laughs) (laughs) It's been so helpful for me. Um, I reference that photos folder all the time. Uh, So definitely recommended. The care that doulas provide is vital 
During both of my birth experiences, the doula support I received was extremely helpful. Doulas of Raleigh is a full-service doula agency. Their team of professional doulas supports families in the Triangle area throughout pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. They also provide placenta encapsulation, educational classes, including childbirth education and newborn care classes. At Doulas of Raleigh, they are committed to true non-judgmental support and are there for families no matter how they choose to birth or parent. They believe that all families need support during this monumental transition. With combined experience of nearly two decades in the field, the fabulous owners, Heather and Kelly, are proud to bring a professional, client-focused model of support to families in the triangle. Be sure to check them out at doulasofraleigh.com. And you can find them on social media, including Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at doulas of Raleigh. According to the CDC's website, the definition of health literacy was updated in August 2020 with the release of the U.S. government's Healthy People 2030 initiative. There are two different definitions depending on whether you're referring to personal health literacy or organizational health literacy. I'd like to start first by defining the term health literacy and why it's important for everyone to have a good understanding of their own health literacy. And Ultimately, how can we use our health literacy as a way to model good health habits for our family? Yes. So this is a great question. And health literacy is such an important topic. I will say that, you know, as you mentioned, the definition changed from Healthy People 2020 initiative to now Healthy People 2030. So the Healthy People the, really the main difference is that the Healthy People 2020 initiative definition talks about the degree to which individuals can uh, find and understand health information. Now, the difference with the 2030 definition is, to, is that not only is it the degree to which we can find under, and understand it, but now it's how, do, how can we use it? How can we use it to make well-informed decisions about our health? I know you mentioned personal versus organizational. I'll just kind of... Um, really quickly get into that and give you an example of health literacy and how that's important for us. So um, personal health literacy refers to kind of how we as consumers can, can use, uh, find, use, and understand health information. From an organizational health literacy in, uh, um, perspective, that refers to kind of how, how do health systems, how do your doctor's office, how do big kind of corporate pharmacy chains, how do they work to enable consumers to better you find, use, and understand health information. And that has to do with a concept called health equity, which I won't, that's a whole other conversation, but from an organizational perspective, that's kind of what that refers to. Back to personal health literacy, I'll give an example with my five-year-old, for example. Um, if I were to give him a vaccine information sheet, which is kind of like that front and page document that you get when you get a vaccine or are interested in learning more, if I were to give that to my five-year-old, he'd be like, I don't know what this is. Like, is this a piece, you know, scratch piece of paper that I can color with, right? Um, so really there's no, there's no understanding and therefore no ability to use that information to be like, okay, yeah, mom, let's go get vaccinated, you know, against hepatitis B. Like I get it now. But if I were to give him a children's book that explains how vaccines work or explains the dangers around hepatitis B, for example, or if I, um, as his mom and or his healthcare provider were to say, hey, and this is what I do actually every year for all my kids uh, before the flu vaccine, I, I tell them, hey, this is what it does. What it does is that it prompts your body to create 
to make fighters so that if a, a similar kind of germ or virus were to come into your body, your body would already have the army of fighters to fight against it. So you're not going to get sick. And that has helped in, as we go through the years and as they get older, it's helped a lot with you know, not fighting me to go, you know, get in the car to go get the vaccine because they understand that they're able to understand and then use that information to say, okay, I get why, you know, mommy's putting me in the car to go get a vaccine now. It's a sim silly, simple example, but this idea of health literacy, being able to understand and use the information is helpful because then we can be proactive with our health. We can say, okay, I get why hepatitis B is, you know, so dangerous for me. Um, I get why vaccines are important. So let, let me go ahead and actually call the pharmacy or go, you know, figure out where I can get the vaccine and make time out of my day to, to take that step. That all goes back to creating those healthy habits for ourselves because we understand the importance of it. And in turn, we model that behavior to our kids. So ultimately, that's why it's even more important. Yeah, absolutely. I love the example of how to speak to our children in a way that they understand and can can grasp the importance of it without being scared yeah. of it. I, I mean, there, there's a really a lot of important layers to communicating that with our children and with ourselves yep. to a different, to a different degree. But when we seek out resources and are looking up this kind of information, being aware of where we're pulling it from, you are a busy mom, mom of four, and you wear many hats in that role in your profession. What does self-care look like for you? How do you take care of Bonnie? That's a great question. Um, and I feel like we could go on and on about this topic and I'm still really learning myself as well, but I will distill it down to kind of three points. The first one, I thought this was kind of fun given the name of this podcast was to find your mommy moment. It doesn't necessarily mean that every month I'll, you know, organize a spa day, a full day just for myself. Like I would love that, but I think realistically in my time of life right now, it's just not feasible. And so for me, a mommy moment looks like taking three minutes after my work day and just taking back and step and taking a breath or it's opening a bottle of wine and enjoying a few sips just by myself, or it's taking a walk to, to the mailbox by myself. Right. So this idea of just recharging where it's just me and it's not the stresses of work or it's not the stresses of my kids. Um, and being able to just mentally recharge for a few minutes. So that's the first is taking, um, finding my mommy moment. My second is staying organized. I'm learning this more and more as our kids are in the grade school age. There's just a lot of additional things that as moms, we have to keep in mind, right? It's like, oh, the art project is due today or, hey, it's end of school year. And like, you got to volunteer to buy, literally, I bought seashells on Saturday for this end of your school party, right? So it's like all these things that we, our minds need to keep keep um, track of. And so to offload that to, again, my, my calendar or using my phone to just keep track of all of it. So I have a plan. So it's not the day of, you know, you're, you're, you're stressed about it. The other example of this is coordinating with my husband, who's taking who um, to the doctors today and who, who's the other person to pick up the kids, right? Having the plan in place really helps with, with my own mental health and, and my ability to, to, to have some mental sanity during the day. And then finally, I know we talked about it, but getting caught up in our, adult vaccinations, specifically with hepatitis B, if you're wanting to learn more about kind of the pharmacy near you where you can get it, um, I would encourage you guys all to go to www.hepbcatchup.com to find again, that pharmacy nearby where you can get caught up with your hepatitis B vaccine. That just all kind of goes back to making sure that we are 
putting ourselves first in a sense, but or or just really being able to take care of ourselves in addition to our kids. So often we overlook that. And I am myself am guilty of always giving to my kids. And then you just have so little for yourself. And it's just so easy to burn out. Again, just making sure that we take that mommy moment for ourselves to rest and recharge, even if it's just a few minutes is what's key to keeping us going. Absolutely. We, we need to decompress. If we don't decompress, we're more likely to explode. (laughs) Yes. 100%. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, Bonnie, thank you so much. This was really helpful. I know I learned a lot. We're going to share that website in the show notes of the episode. So everyone will be able to access that. And I know I took away a lot of good things. I will be reaching out to a doctor once I find one. Yes, yes, which you will, which you will. I will, I will. And anybody listening, I hope you will too, because it's like 72%, 76. I don't remember the exact number. It was in the 70s though. That's wild. Yes, yes, it was. Exactly. 72%. You got it. That's exactly what it was. Thank you so much, Bonnie. It was such a joy to speak with you. Absolutely. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it, Chrissy and Cindy. Thank you so much for having us on. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Bonnie. Here are our top three takeaways from today's discussion. One, technology is powerful and can be so helpful when it comes to navigating the healthcare system and keeping your family organized. I loved Bonnie's tips of setting alert reminders on your phone to set appointments, setting your appointments at the same time you set your child's appointments, and taking a photo of your family's medical cards and records and storing them in a photo album in a Google Drive folder that's mutually accessible between you and your partner or anyone else that might be taking a family member to the doctor. Two, we all know it. We've heard it before. We've talked about it before. And now we've heard survey results that confirm it. Us moms are not taking care of ourselves as well as we are taking care of the rest of our family. 72% of moms share that they don't always keep up with their own healthcare routine. It's time for us to change that statistic. Our families need us to, and we deserve to have a long life of good health. Three, Bonnie had some great self-care tips. It's things we've all heard before, but it never hurts to be reminded to take some time for yourself each day. Find ways to organize your day, your schedule, your family, and your life, delegating and asking for help where you need it. And finally, being sure you're up to date on your vaccines and getting yourself in to see the doctor for regular checkups. If you missed part one of our conversation with Bonnie, be sure to head back to episode 65 to find out how you can create habits that stick and how you can protect yourself with modern medicine. High five, friend. We've enjoyed hanging out with you. Follow us so you're the first to know when we drop a new episode. If you've enjoyed your time with us, let us know by leaving a review. We always love hearing from you. Until next time, stay true to you.